You know, the whole point of a military reunion is to connect with your battle family, to connect with the people that you served with. And how do you do that in the middle of a global pandemic? Well, how about having a virtual reunion? And that's going to be our subject of our conversation today on MRN Radio. I'm Sharon Danachek, your host, and welcome. Um, I am super excited because uh, in this global pandemic, uh, we as humans have learned to navigate and connect in a virtual world. And I had this great conversation with a reunion planner, and she said, I want more help with understand having to, how to have a virtual reunion. And so um, Suzanne Tyler, uh, who is the owner of VMA Global Events, has agreed to join us on MRN uh, radio and, and to talk about just that. And so Suzanne, welcome and thank you so much for, for joining us. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. I always... I always like to start with everybody's background just to give a framework as to as to why <laughs> I have these uh, industry experts on uh, on the podcast with me, and so just wanted to be able to to um, start with you and your background and um, tell everybody who you are and and uh, your experience. Well, I have been in the hospitality industry for a long time, I have to say, and it's something that I got into while going to school to do something else and. I started at a switch as a switchboard operator at a hotel and then went to the front desk and many, many years later started working at other hotels and running sales and uh, catering departments. And then um, I had children. And when when that happened, I kind of didn't want to be have the crazy hours that, um, as you know, you have when you're working at a hotel. And so I went to work for a friend of mine as a, as an event planner, basically. She had a company, her name was Vivian Meyer, and she had a company called Vivian Meyer and Associates. And I started working with her and absolutely loved the planning on the other side of the, of the coin. And, you know, I started working for her in 2003 and fast forward to 2016, I bought the business from her. The, the cool thing that I uh, I love about your experience, I mean, there are so many people that um, are considered experts in the virtual world and the event world. But what I love about your experience is um, you you have been on both sides of the aisle, as they say, mm -hmm. on both sides of the planning process. And so I think that there's um, for for people in your position with your experience, there's an additional grace that is given. Uh, to, when when you're working with hotel partners, and then there's also an awareness of not being able, you know, not putting up with shenanigans when it happens because you yeah. know the play. So um, recently, you had a, a huge uh, announcement with with VMA and yourself. You you went through a virtual uh, certification, and tell us a little bit about that. I took the digital event strategist certification which is a certification that's offered by PCMA, uh, the Professional Conference Managers Association. They're an international association and they um, they started offering this several years ago. Um, and of course it, it became very popular starting in about March of 2020 for some reason. <laughs> and I think that's it might why. be, yeah, I think it might be because a lot of people in my position um, as you know, event managers and you know, business owners, 
found our calendars emptying really, really, really quickly. And it was exactly a year, year ago this week that I was on site at my last live conference in Washington, DC, and everything started canceling. And, you know, to make a long story short, I, you know, you, you, the first thing that happens is you panic and then you realize, you know what, this is a great opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take this opportunity to learn more about something that I've been doing for a really long time. I am really fortunate to work with a client who does several meetings a year. And he um, he has been producing hybrid events, which are, you know, both an online audience and a live audience for about 10 years. So I was familiar with the idea of being virtual, but wanted to understand what my role could be. Um, in, in a virtual environment. And so the digital event strategist uh, certification is perfect because it covers the production and the technical aspects of producing a virtual meeting, but it's also all about marketing and objectives. And so um, no one, a lot of, most people don't really think about a virtual meeting until you're, you know, it's foisted upon you. Right. And so what, what happened is as a result of this, pandemic and taking the certification, I find myself being able to offer advice and expertise to help to help organizations move from a live event to a virtual event in ways in, in, in ways that um, include, you know, the marketing and and other aspects of it besides just the technical. So right. uh, it was a great it was a great certification, a great class. For um, for military reunions, the there is you know the whole the whole point of a reunion is connection. And um, can we talk a little bit about the the technical side, you know, mm -hmm. for a reunion planner that that wants to get their reunion together in a virtual way? And you know, we all are familiar with Zoom. I mean, um, from from a technical standpoint, what are the the things that you would you would recommend to them to start thinking about if they're trying to go this route um i think i think the first thing to understand is um and i think you said it what is the point of our what are, what is the point of getting together and for military reunions that the the vast majority of them get together to connect but beyond that what else are you doing at your reunion um, is there a, 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 an exhibit hall? Are there social events? Are there tours? What other things are you doing that people enjoy? And then beyond that, how much of that can you find a way to include in your virtual meeting? Mm -hmm. uh, we, we all have experience now having to connect this way, you know, on a camera. And that the, the connection, you know, isn't the same as giving your friends hugs and, and doing that in person. but the advantages are that there are things that you can do in a virtual environment that, that are so much easier. For example, there's no travel and right. more people can attend. And so thinking about how you would build your event, who's coming, um, what are their technical abilities, um, would help guide you to which platform or which you know uh, software platform to use. Um, most of the events that I do are, are fairly large conferences, and so we use a, a, a platform that is designed for people to come and participate that feels a little bit like a conference on a screen, mm -hmm. 
um, where you walk into a, a lobby of a of a convention center and there's you know exhibition hall and so on and and maybe that's not necessary for a military reunion maybe maybe all you really want is to provide people the opportunity to talk to each other and yeah. if that's the case then zoom and uh, some of the others uh, we're on go to meeting right now go to meeting works really well um, those work beautifully for that kind mm -hmm. of thing where you get everybody together in one large group maybe for a speech or um, to show a video or to talk about what's happening with you know the people in the group and then you can break out and it's very easy to send people out into a breakout room on zoom um, and so that you know if that's if that's the objective to, to just be able to talk to each other right then putting your reunion on zoom um would be a great way to go i'm most familiar with zoom so i use that but right. there's, there's many others and then within that you know we we think of ways to for people to engage with each other once they get to the breakout room for example give them a question to answer or a um a problem to solve or something mm -hmm. like that and um, that makes it fun and engaging with military reunions, you know, at first you think, oh my gosh, you know, it, the average reunion is 75 to 100 people, and th that's that's a, a lot of chatter happening. And and yeah. as you were talking about breakouts, you know, one of the things that I was thinking, okay, how would a military reunion have breakout rooms and so I was thinking well there's the first timers breakout room there is uh, the ladies or auxiliary breakout room uh, because frankly the spouses have heard all of the military stories and how they've been embellished over the years just like the fishing stories and they might just want to get together in their groups um, there are you know the board meeting breakouts and all all of those things and so I, I think i just wanted to point that out because that might be you know as a reunion planner it's it's to to slice and dice and and um subset your group right. um, a little bit is is super helpful um and it sounds as though in each of those breakout rooms to prior to getting on the call have a moderator for each breakout yeah, room that's 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 the way we do it for you know the corporate kinds of things. I think for a reunion, the thing to remember is you know how long do you think you want them to be in their in their room, and also I would limit that size to you know even even as few as five or six. Mm -hmm. Give people a real opportunity to speak to each other because the more people you have in a room, obviously people are talking over each other, and there are people that wouldn't get a chance to speak, and so. Um, when you when you go to a Zoom breakout, it's just you know basically shifting people into a multitude of rooms, and right. you know you can you can have hosts in each room that direct the conversation, or you could just you know put people together and let them talk mm -hmm. to each other. Sort of like yeah. reunion lounges that have no exactly. particular objective at all. Um, with having all of the reunion attendees on one um in one room i'm going to go back to that moderator aspect are there are there um points that you can give someone that is is going to run the the main stage if you will or the general mm -hmm. session room of the reunion 
Um, I think the thing to be the thing to be aware of, first of all, is the subject matter. You know, is there a really super cool speaker or a really important topic that has to be covered? When you've got everyone, um, and, I, and I'm sorry to keep going back to Zoom, I think that all of the platforms like Zoom work the same way. So, mm -hmm. no, um, I think it's. I think it's fine to stick with Zoom and it's, you know, I think 90% of the reunion planners um, have been on it with yeah. their kids, grandkids. And so it's going to be a platform that they're familiar with. So let's just stick with that as the. Okay. Well, the, what I was going to say is I, I, I know of um, a group that did like a, a happy hour at the end of the day. And the intent was to move off of the platform, you know, where all the, the, you know, education was happening into a happy hour, which I think is very similar to what you're talking about. And they had a host and the host, you know, was kind of a comedian kind of guy and got the, you know, the energy up with people and then would would draw out specific people that he saw on the screen, asking them a question or getting them to sing a song or, you know, whatever, whatever seems appropriate for the group mm -hmm. would, would um, I think be would be perfect for this but um, the trouble with those large meetings the thing to remember is that any person with any computer screen the most people you're going to see on that screen at any one time is 25. so that means that you need to be flipping through and and remembering to find people and that's why I think a strong host is really important to get yeah. you know to draw out people from all throughout the the, the Zoom multitude of screens. Yeah, yeah. Is there a, a, a recommended length of time? I mean, reunions are four days. <laughs> and um, the reality is, you know, I've, I've uh, been invited to virtual conferences that are three days long, mm -hmm. you know, for four hours a day. And that's, that's a lot. And so is there a recommendation for the length of time for a virtual reunion? Um, I would say that um, I, I would say that rather than determining a length of time, I mean there is a length of time for an event, which is uh, usually set at central time from nine or ten to two or three. Mm -hmm. So in, in terms of considering the length of time for your event and scheduling scheduling the time it will start, most people consider central time because then you've got the west coast and the east coast people kind of in a comfort zone of when they're awake and ready to go um, within that time i would recommend a, a variety of sorts of activities so mixing it up from someone talking at you um, making a speech to a panel discussion, to um, you could go into the breakouts and have have people talk talking to each other and discussing a topic or something. And then coming back, I uh, read about a group that really was kind of um, they were kind of interested in doing something really different, and so they hired a chef and came on and they did a cooking class right there online. I've I've read a lot about. Um, um bartenders who mix cocktails a mixologist yeah yeah you know really really fun and so you send out ahead of time the activity you know ingredients that you would need and people can make it along with them online so rather than 
rather than worry so much about a length of time, I would worry about the variety of activities that you're offering within that five hour period. Okay. Um, to, be to be more specific about the length of time for each activity, obviously it depends on what it is, but I would stay away from long-winded speakers in particular. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think, you know, 20 minutes to 30 minutes would be the most. I would have one person speaking at a group online um, it's, you know, with virtually it's all about engagement because they're most people when they're online for an activity like this are in their own homes, distracted by the laundry and the dinner that has to be made and the friend that may come to the door, or, you know. Yeah. We have a, we have a new puppy and the puppy has, you know, the squeaker that runs by me. Yeah. So yeah. yes, I totally, <laughs> totally get that. <laughs> Totally get that. Yeah, my favorite um, is the kids who come in and 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 zoom bomb their their parents while they're trying to speak. But yeah, um, with the you know, when you were talking about again, I'm thinking about the different breakout rooms. You know, in with a military reunion, um, the the it, and it doesn't matter how big the reunion is. I mean, there are some consistencies. There's the hospitality space. There are the attractions that they go see. Uh, there is a, a silent auction, and uh, there's a lot of times a, a, a store. You know, the Navy will have a ship store, uh, and mm -hmm. so you can you can purchase uh, memorabilia from the from the store if you if you want to do that. Um, and so, it is it realistic to to try to incorporate I mean, it's easy for the hospitality space and it's easy for, I think, um, well, it's easy for the hospitality space, but is it is it hard to incorporate a, a, a store or a silent auction um, into a reunion that's virtual? Well, no. Um, and and the, way to, the way I look at it is if you can put something on a website, you can put it into a virtual meeting. So, for example, for the silent auction, you create, you know, a, a website where people can go and bid on items for the silent auction. Um, the same for the merchandise. You can put merchandise online and run payments through the, you know, the online store. Mm -hmm. um, I work with an organization. Uh, the company is a, they're a production company, and they are unique in that they have um, they they do the the they do the platform for the meeting right that I've described that where that you go and it's like you're going into a lobby and then you go into the meeting and then you choose your session but they are unique because they have the programmers on their staff oh yeah so you're working with an organization that has the production crew you know we we video we record all of the content and then mm -hmm. share it in a live broadcast. They have the ability to do all of that. They also can can write the software to to create those web pages, you know, that you can go to to go to the merchandise store and the and the um, silent auction. So oh, cool. and there's there's all manner of widgets and add-on you know, items where you can link through Zoom and link through any platform to 
Uh, one of the ones I like um, is, a, is by a company called Remo, but there's also another company called Network Tables. And you literally, and in fact, my son dem demonstrated it for me. I'd never seen it before. He's, he's a, a programmer and he's in school for programming. Mm -hmm. And he showed me that you could actually go to the, the network tables and it's like a, a bird's eye view of round tables with chairs. And you can see the profile photo of the people who are sitting at that table and you can go and join them and have a conversation. And that launches a video chat between the two of them. Um, and you can have a, you know, like a networking time doing it that way. All that to say that there's there's all manner of additions out there that can help yeah. enhance the engagement for your event. Yeah, I I will uh, with our conversation, I'll I will highlight remote and network tables. You know, the the challenge is you want to reduce the Baskin Robbins 31 flavors approach and and you know <laughs> provide you know some solutions for them that that just yeah. to, to narrow their search even if they don't select them that's that's fine but it just at least it gives them a, a platform to to start looking you know for for different stuff but mm -hmm. i like the network tables idea that's really really super cool i do too you walk in you can see it's like it's like a a happy hour you know you walk in you're only going to talk to one or two people at a time anyway Right. So you walk in and you can choose which table to go to and who you want to talk to. I think it's super cool. Um, one of the things that I was thinking about that that maybe for the veteran community, because we're all, you know, they're going to be learning a brand new skill set with regard to reunion planning is to um, do a test run and mm -hmm. to invite invite maybe 10, maybe your board or, or 10 people and allow yourself the test run to to learn a little bit more about how your reunion attendees are going to react and and uh, i did that when we started we've been doing virtual events you know just like you in virtual webinars um since last march and um we i did a little test run and it was it was telling to me um to see where you know i thought they would they would have no problem and in some cases, what I thought was easy was going to be a challenge, and what I thought was going to be a challenge yeah. it was breezed through. So doing that little that little test run for as a reunion planner um, would be beneficial. And maybe the second thing to be thinking about is um, have someone else on the call that or uh, as a part of the virtual reunion that their whole um, responsibility is to be tech support. That's right. And it should be a phone number too. you know, have some have a have a place people can call if they're stuck. Mm -hmm. But it's a great idea to do test runs and you can even tie that to fun events. You know, we're going to have a virtual happy hour on Tuesday to make sure everybody can connect for the reunion. Um, I, I think it would be super fun and it gets people really excited about participating. One of the things that that also comes up and, you know, it was in the news um, right, you know, several months into the pandemic was um, the the hackers that have hacked into to different uh, platforms and calls. Should we should we talk about that just a little bit and and maybe what questions to ask or reunion planners should ask um, and things for them to be thinking about with regard to the safety and security of their reunion? 
Yes, I, I think that the most of the virtual environments I'm aware of have come a long way since, you know, the beginning when everybody was jumping on Zoom and Zoom wasn't ready and there was a lot of problems. And I know that Zoom has solved those problems. I know that that other uh, platforms like Facebook and GoToMeeting, I think GoToMeeting actually had a lot of security Mm -hmm. protocols in place before the pandemic even hit, but they've all sorted those out. So I, I can say that I have absolutely no discomfort about somebody who doesn't belong there jumping into any of those, those sorts of calls. Um, as far as security goes, I would be much more concerned about um, questions about recording. Yeah. Uh, are any portions of the reunion going to be recorded for future, you know, marketing or invitations? And how do people feel about the fact that their their image is going to be or video, their voice and and all of that going to be sent along to a marketing audience? I would be more concerned about that and making sure that everyone is comfortable with that and mm -hmm. knowing kind of what your limits are. And then also the data for for registration. A lot of the platforms use third party and you know, you you want to make sure that that your third party vendors are taking good care of your veterans data. Uh, but as far as the platform itself goes, you know, if you're if you want to use Zoom or one of the the, you know, platforms for for just meeting, um, I think they've pretty much taken care of their issues. And the the platforms that are out there, you know, the the big, robust, um, all inclusive platforms, you know, the questions that I would ask them are, you know, who are your third parties and what are they doing with our data? And because platforms often will will add a widget to provide a certain service within the platform, like the network right. tables is added as a widget to a lot of the meeting platforms that are out there. So who are the third parties? What are they doing with the data? How much of this, you know, how do we re how do we control the the recording aspects of the of the meeting? Um, and just really understanding how they produce the event and what they're doing with 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 the video that's being created and and all of that. I would be much more concerned with that at this point. There, there is one thing I wanted to I, I wanted to say, and, and that is, you know, when when I got when when the pandemic hit, the pivoting completely to virtual got foisted on me, and I was thrilled for the opportunity because I'm interested in that kind of thing. But what I would say is, um, no one should be afraid of it. Mm -hmm. You know, technology is just another way to communicate and. To get together and the end result is so worth the 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 challenges to get there because you see all of your friends right. seeing everyone together is so worth it yeah so i i would say you know get out give yourself plenty of time do the research just demo as much as you can but don't be afraid of asking questions um and and getting help i i think it, the the end result is so worth the trouble yeah, we actually, you know what? We didn't talk about cost at all. And oh. <laughs> it's all free. Uh, yeah, I know that. I know that Zoom is a is a, a well. It, from it, it has been a free platform um, 
but I isn't there there might be a subscription depending upon the number of people that you want to have on the yeah. call. The, the free Zoom, and this may have changed, I haven't looked at it recently, but the free Zoom is really for a limited amount of time and a limited amount of people. And so mm -hmm. for Zoom in particular, you're going to want to go and check out the licenses. You're going to know in advance how many people you think will come to your reunion. And you're going to know how what you want to accomplish, you know, whether you want to do breakouts, whether you want to do, you know, just like a one room schoolhouse where everyone's in the in the one room the whole time. You can buy a license for that mm -hmm. and um, how many people are going to be using the zoom you know to to do recordings or whatever so you know you can go into zoom and you can buy a different license depending on what it is you're trying to accomplish mm -hmm. um, if you and i believe that you know if your objective is to have um, lots of networking going on zoom's going to do that for you it's it's going to be fine. I don't know, think you need to go out and hire a, a giant, robust platform to, to accomplish that. Yeah. If you are interested, though, in seeing what those giant, robust platforms offer, like I said before, to demo them, mm -hmm. um, they're, they're going to tell you how much they're, they're, they're using them is. And it's some of them are in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. And you're just like... <laughs> You must be out of that, I'm never going to spend that much. Does, but, does part of that cost come with uh, actual tech coming to your house yes. and managing your laptop for one, you? One would hope, yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, one of the things while we're talking about virtual, um, if if I'm the reunion planner putting on the reunion, what are the what are the things that I want to the top three things that I want to tell attendees to be thinking about? while they're at the virtual reunion you know what i mean um you know you want to be in a room that's light so we can see your face oh you, wanna, I, okay, you know I so I so as an attendee what are things that i should be thinking about well i i usually focus on speakers but i think this goes for everyone who's going to be on camera right um you want to have your camera placed so that you're looking eye level into the camera not up at the camera or down at the camera, because for me right now, that was a very bad angle, but, <laughs> but looking directly into the camera is what um, makes people on the other end feel like you're really talking to them. Right. It, it, you look through and, and they're talking, they're looking at me, they're talking to me. So that engagement is happening better. You want your face to be well lit. You want uh, no uh, light above you, no strong light above you, no strong light to your side like you have right now, mm -hmm. no strong backlight behind you. Uh, the microphone is another thing. You know, they say they say that the audio is the critical part of this. If your video is crackling up or whatever, oh well. But if your audio is crackling up, people can't hear you. They can't know what you're saying. And so, um, for audio we always say to get the microphone as close to your mouth as possible mm -hmm. and if you don't have a separate microphone the computer audio is fine it works just fine but if people tell you you know i can't really hear you if you hear that a lot if you're doing zoom calls or online things and people tell you that they that they can't hear you then perhaps you should get a headset that has a microphone in it that you can put on to to be heard much better yeah um it, one of the going back to the technology one of the other questions that that we need to talk about is bandwidth 
um, you know, for the reunion planner, whoever is hosting the call, make sure that you have a very strong <laughs> connection um, to, to support that. Yeah, you know, I think I think the very best is to connect with an Ethernet cable to your router. That's the best. Mm -hmm. uh, barring that, you you hope for a good strong Wi-Fi connection. And the way to get that to get the the way to get the strongest internet connection you can have possibly where you're sitting is to make sure all your other apps on your computer, everything else is shut down. Um, you want to make sure if you have a cell phone near you that it's not connected to Wi-Fi. Um, I know a lot of people now have kids going to school in their houses or grandkids are coming to visit and they're streaming a movie. <laughs> yeah, don't have any of that during the, the reunion. Uh, during a webinar, a recent webinar, I had to text my husband and my daughter. My husband was, you know, was working and he had his iPad and his cell, his two cell phones, his work cell phone and his home cell phone next to him. And, you know, my daughter had her iPad and the computer and the cell phone. And I texted them, turn the Wi-Fi off right now. I'm going to lose my webinar. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's only, of course, yeah. when you're on a, an important, you know, call that it, it yeah. ever comes up. And that's, you know, that's something else to think about when you're marketing your reunion. You know, sending a list of things for people to think about before they connect is a really good idea. Mm -hmm. uh, people know if they don't have strong bandwidth. People know, obviously, if they don't have any bandwidth, but they know if they don't have strong bandwidth because people have said, you know, you're kind of breaking up a little bit. So there are ways to solve that problem before, if you want to attend the reunion before the reunion happens. Comcast sells boosters for your for your Wi-Fi. Um, there's, you know, a number of ways that you can boost your signal and prepare for a really great reunion experience. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Again, this is I'm I love talking about this and I, I can't wait to to share our conversation with um the reunion attendees, especially the, the couple that have uh asked the question. So again, thank you so much. This has been awesome. I I hope that as the technology um and as we move down the line, you'll come back and join us again and, and share oh. other tidbits. Oh, I'd be happy to. This is fun. I hope that I've answered uh, the questions that, that people have posed to you. And, and um, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we Next up, we're going to be having a conversation with Joan Eisenstadt about hotel contracts in the wake of COVID. You don't want to miss that. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our veterans for your service. We hope you hear it often. And we hope you never tire of hearing it. See you next time.